At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And a happy new year to everyone out there. Opening day in Major League Baseball is finally upon us. We are hours away from first pitch of the 2021, oh no, it's 2022, right? Season. And we got the Masters teeing off, and we will see Tiger Woods in action amongst several golfers that we like in this tournament at Augusta. We'll go through the baseball card coming up for opening day and also give out a little advice when it comes to betting Major League Baseball, especially early on here in this season. The weather report. Yeah, I mean, I might as well get a green screen behind me and start doing a weather report because it's so important early on in the season, depending on where these games are being played. So we're definitely going to discuss that. But let's real quick wrap up what happened here in the NBA as the regular season is winding down. The play-in tournament will be played on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the first round will begin on Saturday of next week. It was exciting. In the NBA, favorites all won straight up. And all of them covered, kind of? The Suns storm all the way back from down, what, 30 points? <laughs> and they lose 113 to 109. They cover the closing number against the Clippers. However, if you bet this early enough, Maybe last night, maybe earlier today, prior to the news that Booker, Aiton, and Paul were all not playing, you you won and you covered. If you got it at six or seven, that is a terrible beat. The Suns outscored the Clippers in the second half. 78, first of all, you allow 78 points and a half. 78 to 53. Oof. Absolutely. Uh, but hey, both these teams had nothing to play for. So it's a game you probably didn't even want to be a part of anyway. But let's take a look at where we are in the standings now. 
And, oh, let me talk about another comeback. The Brooklyn Nets. The Nets were down big at the half to the Knicks. And the Knicks utilizing a 19-0 run in the second quarter to build up a lead at the half. But the Knicks managed. And I I don't know how. uh, This is just. This is baffling to me. The Knicks scored 31 points in the second half of this game. The Nets scored 38 points in the fourth quarter. (laughs) The Nets outscored the Knicks by 29 points in the second half to come from down big to not only win, but cover convincingly with a 110-98 win over the Knicks. And the Nets, I bet the Nets tonight. And the reason why I did is because, and I tweeted it out, I'm like, I, when they were losing by double digits, I'm like, I guess they don't want to be the seven seed because the Nets are in control of the seven seed in the Eastern Conference. If they just win their remaining games, they will be the seven seed, which not only means you're in that seven eight game, which is where you want to be, right? But they're hosting that play in game. But had they lost here to the Knicks, and granted, this was the Knicks championship, right? Play the Brooklyn Nets. It's a lost season. You got an opportunity to do something special, feel good about yourself going into the offseason. So I understood why the Knicks came out looking as good as they did in the first half. But then they remembered they were the New York Knicks. So the Nets right now are one game back of Cleveland, but they play Cleveland next. So as long as the Nets win, they will be the seventh seed and host the Cavs. Or maybe it's the Hawks if Cleveland loses again to Milwaukee, the final game of the season, and the Hawks win their last two games. Then the Hawks would finish with a 44-38 and record. The Nets would finish with a 44-38 and record. And the Cavs would finish with a 43-39 and record. And the Cavs would go from being the 7th seed to the 9th seed, and they would host the Charlotte Hornets. But the Nets in control of the 7th spot right now. They are currently the 8th spot, but... Like I said, they play Cleveland next. They win, they move in to the seventh spot. And then, as long as the Nets win their last game, doesn't matter what happens with Cleveland and Milwaukee in the final game of the season, the Nets would uh, hold the tiebreaker and get the seventh seed. In the Western Conference, still up for grabs is that 6-7. Minnesota is two games back of Denver. The only way it's going to happen is if Minnesota wins out and Denver loses. Minnesota's remaining schedule, last two games, San Antonio and Chicago. If they win both of those games and Denver loses both of their games, then Minnesota gets the sixth seed, Denver gets the seventh seed. But don't know if that's going to happen. Denver plays the Grizzlies, who we don't know who they're going to play. Certainly nothing to play for. Might as well rest. And then they get the Lakers, last game of the season. So they should be able to beat the Lakers, unless LeBron is playing that game and going all out 
trying to score 50 points and make sure that he gets the scoring title. That's the only thing. That's the only way I could see the Lakers actually winning one of these remaining games. Uh, but that's what's up for grabs in the Western Conference. Denver still has a shot at getting the five. They're just one game back of Utah. But everything else is set. Well, Dallas is only a half game back of the Warriors for the three seed. The Warriors' remaining games here uh, as they're 50-29 and 29 on the season. The Warriors will play against the Lakers, which you got to like them against the Lakers, who, again, the only way I can see the Lakers being competitive is if LeBron goes out and says, I'm going to get the scoring title and wants to score 50 points. If not, then this team is just going to lay down and die. Uh, they play San Antonio, which can improve their seedings, and they play at New Orleans, which can improve their seeding. Meanwhile, Dallas, their remaining games, they have the Trailblazers, that's a win, and then San Antonio, likely a win. So if Dallas wins two games for the rest of the season. They finish with a record of 52-30, and 30, and then Golden State would just need to win two of their remaining three games to stay in the three spot. But I think they'll win all three of their remaining games, and they will be the three. Dallas will be the four. We all know that Phoenix and Memphis are stuck there, one and two. And uh, San Antonio and New Orleans are both, they're going to play each other in the 9-10 matchup, but I guess they're still, you can still determine where that game's going to be. Right now, it would be in New Orleans. They have a one-game lead over San Antonio. In the East, uh, we already discussed the play-in tournament, but at the top, Miami, two games up on Boston after Boston just won here against the Bulls. That was a pick we gave out in the uh, VEASAN subscriber newsletter. They covered easily. Uh, Chicago, they're the sixth seed. They're done. We know that they're staying the six. Toronto, they're the five seed. They're done. We know they're staying at five. Miami just needs one win to clinch the one seed. One win or one loss from Boston. The Celtics can still get there if Miami loses out and they win out. Now, Boston's schedule, it ain't easy. Boston plays Milwaukee next in a game that could determine the two seed. And the question mark that I have for both of these teams playing in this game on Thursday is does either of them want to win the game? Because your prize of getting the two seed is going to be the Brooklyn Nets. Because the Nets are winning that seven seed. If the Nets are going to host that 7-8 game against the Cavs or the Hawks, Nets are winning that 7-8 game. So your prize for being the two seed is the Brooklyn Nets. Milwaukee, Boston. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is... 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Great game. Do you want to win? That's the question you have to ask. Miami will clinch the one seed with just a one win in their final two games, and they play Orlando the final game of the regular season. So even if they lose to Atlanta, they'll clinch it the final game of the regular season against Orlando. And for Boston, Milwaukee, it's the fight for the two seed. I guess technically the Sixers are still in play. Philadelphia's final two games, or final three games, excuse me, Toronto, Indiana, Detroit. Now, in Toronto on Thursday, uh, Matthias Thibault is not going to be able to play. And I actually like Toronto to win that game. Although, the concern that I have is a little bit of motivation for Toronto because they can't improve their standings. They're locked into the five seed right now. So I don't know how hard they play in that game. But Philadelphia might just be comfortable at four or three. They might not want to get to the two. But a lot of things would have to play out here. Milwaukee, uh, Philly, and Boston all in the mix for that two seed. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll look at that Thursday schedule and see if it makes sense to bet on any of these games that some of these teams have absolutely nothing to play for. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, tip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to quickly just look at the NBA schedule here for Thursday and see if it's worth playing any of these games that have teams that might have not anything to play for. Uh, Magic and Hornets, Charlotte's a 13 and a half point favorite. Now you're asking, what is Charlotte playing for? Charlotte is playing for... Nothing? The hope that Atlanta loses their final two games of the season? Don't think that's happening. So, Charlotte minus 13 and a half? Maybe, maybe not. 76ers-Raptors is interesting. I kind of lean towards Toronto in this game, especially if Thibault can't play because of uh, vaccine mandates or whatnot in Toronto. And because there was a report that he was listed as unavailable to play. Toronto's got nothing to play for, though. Literally. Nothing to play for. Except the following. Toronto with a win in this game would almost ensure 
that the 76ers are the four seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And that would mean that, that this game tomorrow is a preview of the first round of the playoffs. And does Toronto want to go out there and not only prevent the Sixers from climbing up the standings, but also send a message to the Sixers that they can beat them. What it would also do, now I'm going deep here, all right? This is like a deep handicap. I'm going inside the mentality of the Toronto Raptors players and coaching staff. By beating Philadelphia, it's not just preventing Philly from rising up the standings, but it's also preventing Boston and Milwaukee from dropping in the standings. You see, if Philly wins their final three games and finishes 52 and 30, there's a chance that with just one loss, Boston or Milwaukee, who one of those teams is going to suffer a loss because they play each other. That team would be the four seed and the Sixers would be the two or the three. Therefore, if you are Toronto, do you want to play the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs? Or do you want to play the Philadelphia 76ers? Where we already know that one of their contributing defensive players can't play. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting dynamic to this game. Toronto's almost got, you know, they got carte blanche here. Remember in like, what was it, 21 Jump Street or 22 Jump Street where Channing Tatum was like, we have Kate Blanchett. <laughs> they got carte blanche. They can choose what they want. They pick their opponent right now. They could lose to, they could just lose. They could tank this game and lose to Philadelphia and hope that it's Milwaukee or it's Boston that drops down to the four. Because this is the only game standing in Philadelphia's way of rising up the standings. Because Philly's remaining two games are games where they will be massive favorites against both Indiana and Detroit, both games in Philadelphia, mind you. So this road game in Toronto is the only thing in their way. And yes, Thibault can't play in Toronto, ineligible to play. Also, should the Sixers line up with the Raptors in the first round, that means that the three potential road games in Toronto in that first-round playoff series, Thibel can't play. You know? You need uh, players have to be vaccinated in order to go to Toronto. Miami and Milwaukee confirmed that their teams are fully vaccinated. 
Boston and Philadelphia declined to comment. And apparently finding out that Thibel can't play in Thursday's game. It's everything you need to know there. So, Toronto's got their choice. I think tomorrow they go out, they beat Philadelphia so that they can set up the first-round series with Philadelphia, who will be handcuffed without Thibel, and knowing that they can beat them and they just beat them. That's what I think. Uh, Celtics-Bucks, the battle for the two-seed. Milwaukee's a six-point favorite. I would love to see Milwaukee and Brooklyn do battle. That's the only team that I would pick over Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. That's the only team. I would pick Brooklyn over Philadelphia every day of the week, twice on Sundays. And I'd pick Brooklyn over Boston, even though that would be a very competitive series. But I would pick Milwaukee over Brooklyn. Does Milwaukee want to play Brooklyn? Or do they want to avoid Brooklyn and go up against the Chicago Bulls? A team from their division that they actually had a lot of success against this season, including a win in Chicago just the other night by 20 points. In fact, looking at all of their games against Chicago this season, they won 94-90, they won 118-112, they won 126-98, and 127-106. They are 4-0 against the Bulls this season. If they lose this game, and again, combining it with a Philadelphia loss, which I think is very possible, Milwaukee then will concede to Boston, the two seed, and the Bucks, as the three seed, will play the six seed Chicago Bulls, where they will sweep them in the first round. <laughs> I think this is a no-brainer. You got to take the points of the Celtics. You got to take the points of the Celtics in this game. I, I I just, I don't know. It's better for Milwaukee to play Chicago. I don't know why they would sell out to win this game. I really don't know why. Boston, meanwhile, they have like a chip on their shoulder. I think they actually want to play Brooklyn. You know, there's the whole Kyrie thing. I think they really want to play Brooklyn. Spurs, Timberwolves, I guess Minnesota, because they have a chance to get the sixth seed. Uh, Pelicans, Blazers, I mean, New Orleans, 60 and a half, and whatever. Nuggets, Grizzlies, Denver needs it. You know, they, they, they got a chance, and they want to avoid dropping down. And again, that Lakers-Warriors thing. Warriors are 12 and a half point favorites. I mean, come on. If LeBron wants to sell out for it, for the scoring title, okay. If not, I mean, there's no, this team stinks. I am more, I am most intrigued by 76ers, Raptors, and Celtics, Bucks. And I think the move is Toronto, lay the points, and take the points with the Celtics. In fact, take the Celtics on the money line. I think the Celtics go into Milwaukee and win that game because I don't think the Bucs want 
or should want to win that game and get the two seed. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we will get into opening day of the Major League Baseball season. Our very own Adam Burke will join us. Who does? He did a great job with our baseball previews, uh, the baseball betting guide available on vcin.com. Every team is broken down. There is a preview of every single team in Major League Baseball up available for you on vcin.com. And Adam did a tremendous job preparing uh, for the start of the 2022. See, I got it right this time. Major League Baseball season. We'll talk to him next and get some plays for opening day. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining me now to talk about all things Major League Baseball opening day is our very own Adam Burke. And you read his work on vcin.com and in Points Red Weekly. Did a tremendous job with our Major League Baseball preview. Previews of every team available now on vcin.com. First thing I got to ask, Adam, is did you take a piece of duct tape and write G-U-A-R? you know, over your Cleveland jersey to make sure you have a Guardians jersey now? No, I did not. <laughs> At least uh, the color scheme is the same. The font is relatively similar. Uh, not the most creative of uh, rebrands there, but you know what? I think there's a lot of intrigue for that team, even though I did bet the season win total under 76 and a half. I, I at least think there's a lot of intrigue with some young players, some guys that should make an appearance midway through the season. I got like Steven Kwan, who's 100 to one out there to win the rookie of the year at, at the Westgate. Um, you know, there's some intrigue with that team at least, but I just don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah, no. Uh, going up against the Royals here, opening day, Zach Greinke, Shane Bieber, seeing the line out here. Uh, Guardians, small favorite, minus 125. Any lean here for opening day? Yeah, it's slightly into the over. You know, I, I've been staring at these opening day matchups for the last couple of days here. Mm-hmm. Of course, lines were out very early and just really haven't gotten myself to a play completely yet. I know I'll have something for the daily article in the morning over at vsin.com. Kind of thinking over in this one, you know, the Indians bullpen is terrible and and Guardians bullpen. I'm going to do that a million times. This Absolutely. Year, Scott. The, the Guardians bullpen is not good outside of Emmanuel Class A. And the only way he comes into the game is if they have a lead. And Shane Bieber, you know, a guy that is really only up to 65 pitches, didn't get a ton of reps here in spring training. And Zach Greinke is a guy that uh, a lot of concerning things in his profile last year. A lot more hard contact allowed, a lot more home runs, decreased strikeout rate. I'm not super high on Greinke. In fact, I'm not high on Greinke at all uh, with this return to Kansas City that feels like probably the last season of his career so mm. kind of thinking over eight maybe in that one uh but as far as a side i i don't really have anything because look some of these games are going to be decided by the bullpens 
for the first two, three weeks of the year. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm you know, going to be doing a lot. I'm, I'm a first five better as is, but I'm certainly going to be looking at some here early on in the season, taking advantage of these starting pitcher matchups. Uh, the Brewers and Cubs is a starting pitcher matchup that I've been looking at. It's Kyle Hendricks and it's uh, Corbin Burns, who obviously was incredible last season. Both of these guys are ground ball pitchers. We already know that pitchers have the advantage early on in the season. Look at all the no-hitters we saw last year in April and May, Adam. And so now, you know, you take that into consideration. Yes, it is going to be windy at Wrigley. The forecast is calling for right now at first pitch, 16.7 mile-per-hour winds blowing out to center field, slightly to right center field. It'll decrease to about 15 to 13 miles per hour around 4 o'clock local time, and then uh, 5 o'clock it'll go up 15 miles per hour. So I think too many people have adjusted to the wind. The total is at 11 right now. The under has to be the play, and the under in the first five innings is probably where I'm going to look for this matchup. Well, I'll tell you what, I couldn't take an over. I know that much. You know, you got two ground ball starters here in Burns and Hendricks, and that's something I've talked about. You know, one of the reasons why I do like the Cubs season win total over and, and did play that one as well. They've really stacked up the ground ball guys, both in their rotation and in their bullpen to play on what is a very, very solid infield defense. Now, Angelton Simmons was banged up in spring training and, and he's the best defensive shortstop ever based mm -hmm. on the metrics that are out there. So a little bit worried about that until he gets back. But this should be a ground ball fest. I think both ways. I really, of course, like that Milwaukee bullpen as everybody else does. Sure, yeah. The Cubs signed a bunch of one-year free agents that are guys that have proven track records. I, I could not take an over in this game, Scott. That's for sure. Maybe I take the under, but you know, early game here, going to be a quick start. Going to be working my way through the card to get the article out. Probably not going to make the cut for me, but as I said, I, I couldn't take an over here even with that wind blowing out. Yeah, like under for the game, and like I said, under for the first five innings. Another game that will feature a ton of wind is in St. Louis between the Cardinals and the Pirates. And I talk a lot about how much weather affects these games, especially early on in the season. My favorite play for opening day got pushed back to Friday, and that was the Twins-Mariners under. It was going to be windy. It was going to be cold, 36 degrees, wet, with rain and snow, and you got Robbie Ray and Joe Ryan on the hill. I just thought there was a recipe for an under in that matchup. Oh, and by the way, both the Twins and the Mariners, two of the best three teams in Major League Baseball in opening day unders in the last 20 seasons. So something to keep an eye on. But that game got pushed back. So we don't have a favorite play right now for Thursday. But this game in St. Louis, 19 mile per hour winds blowing out to right center, going as low as 17 mile per hour winds blowing out to right center. Total is only eight. Can I tempt you in an over? Or does the pitching matchup combined with both of these lineups make you steer towards the under? Yeah, obviously, there's not a whole lot to like about the Pittsburgh lineup. Uh, you know, Brian Hayes, least, I like him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, Reynolds is a great player, too, and, you know, a guy that uh, deserves a better fate than, than being stuck there with the Pirates. The, the Cardinals lineup is fine. I, I think it's probably in the realm of league average, something like that. Although it is interesting that against a righty here in JT Brubaker, they are sending Albert Pujols into the lineup, which makes sense, you mm -hmm. know, his reunion with the Cardinals and all of that, but he is a well below average bat against right-handed pitching. So if he's hitting in the middle of the order here for the Cardinals, he could end up being a rally killer for them against a righty here in Brubaker. Another game here where you have two guys that tilt towards the ground ball side of the ledger. 
We know that Adam Wainwright's made a career out of that sinker. Brew Baker doesn't have the best of numbers, but he's kind of a ground ball guy himself. Uh, I, I think that, you know, look, this one's a total of eight, too, because Bush Stadium is awful for offense. It's just a really, really poor offensive park. And you can see that with the total runs per game splits between home and road games for the Cardinals. So I think it makes sense, actually, that this one's at eight, even with the wind blowing out. Probably not a game on my radar, but I will say this just as a general point here early on in the season. A lot of people like to bet dogs early, right? They bet dogs early and favorites toward the summertime as everything mm -hmm. kind of stabilizes and all of that. If you're looking to bet underdogs, these low scoring environments are the place that you probably want to do it because bad teams are really big underdogs be generally because their offenses aren't very good. If you get a lower scoring game, you know, one hit here or there may kind of swing the balance of it. So if you do want to bet those dogs early in the season, I think you look for those lower scoring environments where that lesser offense has a chance to compete. Uh, speaking of underdogs, do you know who the best opening day team in the last 20 years has been? The Baltimore Orioles. If okay. you bet on the Baltimore Orioles every opening day since 1999 or 2000, you're up over $1,000. They're 15 and five in their last 20 opening days. And that includes losing three straight. So they, they're going to get a hefty price here against the Tampa Bay Rays on Friday. Might be something to think about. I don't know. Something about uh, Baltimore. They're just very good uh, to start this season. Uh, let's talk must about all those. Uh, must be all those great number one starters. Yes, had exactly. The last yeah. years. Well, John Means did throw a no hitter. So we'll see what he That's can true. do uh, against Shane McClanahan on Friday. Uh, sticking with the Thursday schedule, let's take a look at the Mets against the Nationals. Not an ideal start for the Mets. It's not DeGrom. It's not Scherzer. Not even Walker or Carrasco. Or It's Tyler McGill is going to get the start here against Patrick Corbin. And the Mets uh, are minus 130 favorites. Can I tempt you in taking the Nationals? Or are you anti-DC this season? Well, I'm anti-DC this season. I mean, the offense has a chance to be pretty good, at least until they trade most of their guys in the middle of the year, <laughs> the guys that are kind of batting around Juan Soto. I, this is one that, as I'm kind of thinking this through here tonight, the Mets may be a play for me tomorrow because, as I mentioned, a lot of these games are going to come down to the bullpens. I don't think the Nationals' bullpen is any good at all whatsoever. And I think the Mets' bullpen has a chance to be pretty good. I'm not really buying stock in Patrick Corbin for this year. I you know, that 2019 run just took a lot out of him, and it seems like he's never really remounted from it. I do like Tyler McGill. I think there's a lot under the hood to like with him. The numbers haven't been great, but I do think that there's a skill set there for him. Uh, obviously, getting an opening day start, young kid could be some jitters, but I I just feel like this price is, is maybe a little bit short on the Mets here with maybe a little bit too optimistic of a view of Patrick Corbin. Precipitation early in the schedule, but then it should be dry for the rest of the night. So I don't think this one is in jeopardy of getting rained out. And it should be uh, 57 degrees or so, wind blowing slightly in. So I don't think it will affect anything there in that game. Adam, hang with me. Let's get to the rest of this opening day schedule. Plus, I just want some of your tips and advice that you can give the audience about betting baseball. You know, specifically here in the early parts of the season, but maybe some rules of thumb as uh, you like to, you know, follow going out, going throughout the entire baseball season. He is Adam Burke. Right. You check him out on Twitter at Skating Tripods. You follow me, Scott Seidenberg, at Scott's On Air. Don't forget the VSIN Baseball Betting Guide. Previews of all 30 Major League teams available right now up on vsin.com. This is The Look Ahead right here on the 
Sports Betting Network. round of the Masters are on Thursday. This week is jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We got breakdowns of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the long shots. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans. Sign up today. Get full access to VSIN through the start of the baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at vsin.com slash spring. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, rejoined by Adam Burke, our sports betting insider. You read his work on vsin.com and point spread weekly as well. Be sure to get a hold of the baseball betting preview, previews of all the teams, including some leans, some bets, stats, any, everything you need to know up on vsin.com. Adam hasn't slept in three weeks as he has done this uh, betting preview. Uh, what are you What are you trying to say, Scott? How do I look on air tonight? Uh, you look great, as always. Let's talk about the defending champs. The Atlanta Braves will open up here against the Cincinnati Reds. Max Fried, who I feel pretty good about, against Tyler Molly, who won me a lot of money last season. Uh, the Braves laying 210, though, at home. Is this price too high, or is it worthy for the defending champs? Well, it's a pretty high price, I think, Scott. I mean, look, you know, first of all, you're going to have rings handed out, you know, a banner ceremony, all those different kinds of things for the Braves here. And, Don't we always fade a team during the ring ceremony or the banner ceremony? Yeah, you know, look, there's two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Schools of thought on it. Some say, well, you know, they come out you know, super motivated and ready to repeat and all that. And other people will say, you know, well, they're kind of fat and happy. And, you know, there's all this fanfare and pomp and circumstance before the game and all that. I, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a huge factor to me in this game necessarily. I, I just kind of look at this one and I think this price is probably inflated because you've got a Braves team, as you mentioned, coming off winning the World Series. No team in baseball, with the exception of, of maybe the A's, had worse publicity over the last three weeks than the Cincinnati Reds because they sold off absolutely everybody. Yeah. So th this line is probably a little bit juiced up here, I think. If I'm taking a dog tomorrow, a big dog at that, it'll be the Reds. I think Tyler Males are actually a pretty good pitcher. And, you know, look, offensively, they're not great by any means, but 
I, they can kind of hang, I think, to a degree, at least early on in the season here, when everyone else is trying to find their sea legs. Uh, the Reds' bullpen does not look very good. That would be my concern here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Braves do have a solid and very deep bullpen. But just in looking at this one, I, I feel like this price is a little bit too high. And based on the initial line movement, uh, the market did agree with me with that sentiment. The Angels take on the Astros. Shohei Otani on the hill, and it's going to be Framber Valdez for Houston, assuming Mike Trout is in the lineup. And we don't know that yet. Joe Madden said he is very optimistic that uh, Trout will be in the lineup for opening day. I think he actually will be. I think it's one of these spots where he's going to play opening day. They got the built-in off day on Friday, and then he'll probably sit on Saturday and then play again on Sunday as you get you know a lot of people coming to the ballpark for you know a, a Sunday day game or whatever. Angels are minus 130 against the Astros. What's your feel here? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I think Framber Valdez is a guy who's kind of underrated by the market in general, although there were some people that did fade him uh, throughout the second half last year, kind of looking at his peripherals, not really buying into them. There was some steam against him on a pretty regular basis. So I'll be curious to see what happens with this number and where it goes here prior to first pitch. A lot of hype, it feels like, over the last week or so for the Angels, with Anthony Rendon you know, hitting a home run in that sold-out spring training game. Uh, obviously, Otani, who had a rule created for him. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout, you know, who missed most of last year, coming back, trying to get back to that MVP form. And, I mean, he was on pace for his best season ever last year before he got hurt. That being said, I mean, the Astros as an underdog is, is a tough thing to stay away from. They're still a very, very good team. That lineup is still extremely good. Valdez is a well above average starter, in my opinion. Uh, in, in terms of the short dog prices, this is one that definitely has my attention. Yep, mine as well. Uh, the final game, it is the Padres against the Diamondbacks. You Darvish against Madison Bumgarner. And the Padres on the road, minus 160. Yeah, big number for the Padres here, but I think it's deserved. I think they probably do take care of business in this game. You know, a new manager, you've got a new pitching coach. You've got you Darvish coming off of a pretty ugly second half last year. He's a guy that when they took the foreign substances away, his spin rates decreased dramatically and he struggled with it. And he gave up a lot of home runs in the second half of the season. So I think that that's a guy really motivated to bounce back here and pitch well on opening day for however long he's out there. The concern obviously with the Padres is their bullpen's in a state of flux. Maybe Denilson Lamette's going to close. Who knows? They're going to have a lot of moving parts back there. So I'm not sure I would lay this price, but I, I do think that the Padres are going to be a good bet here early on in the season when there's so much talk about the Dodgers and so much talk about some of the other teams that are out there. The Padres, all the talk has been, well, Fernando Tatis Jr. is out half the year. What are they going to do? Well, it's still a uh, Manny pretty Machado darn good and roster. Luke Voigt and you know, all these guys will fill the void very nicely in that lineup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not no, just, absolutely. I, I not think, just one I mean, guy. look, if, if you're still looking for any player futures, Manny Machado to win the MVP, if if they're good enough to overcome the Tatis injury mm-hmm. and be in the hunt and be in the same breath as the Dodgers up until he gets back, I think that gains Machado some favor with the electorate, you know, if he's able to sustain that pace in the second half. So I think Machado, I've seen 35, 40 to one in that range. I, that's probably not a bad investment. I like it. Uh, do you have any rules of thumb when it comes to betting baseball? Maybe it pertains to early on in the season. Maybe it just pertains to long-term. Like, for me, one of my rules of thumb is always don't bet or w- be careful betting home favorites on the run line because you're not guaranteed the ninth inning. So you're only guaranteed eight at-bats, not nine with a home team. So 
you want to look at road favorites when it comes to betting a minus one and a half on the run line. That's my rule of thumb for betting Major League Baseball. What about you? Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Uh, A few things I think are really important to follow along with. Look, Twitter can be a very toxic place. It can be (laughs) downright awful most days, but it's also the best news source that we have, and it's a news source in real time. So whether you have a Twitter account or you don't, you know, maybe now is the time to create one because it's very important to follow those beat writers, get that news, get that information, be able to maybe buy off of a position that you're on, change your mind, take a position before a line moves, something like that. It's very important to follow social media for those news updates. I think that's something that everybody should do. And again, I understand all of the, uh, you know, the, the BS that nobody wants to deal with on Twitter, but it is a great news source and it is something that's very valuable for me also too. You know, sort of in the same lines as you with, you know, home teams and kind of looking at them. If you're looking at a favorite, make sure you know what their bullpen situation looks like. If you're betting a team that's a favorite and their closers pitched the last two days, the last three days, four, the last five, something like that, he's probably not available. And if he is, there's a chance he's not going to be as sharp just because of his recent workload. So if you're betting a favorite, make sure you look and see what the status of that bullpen is, whether it's the primary setup guy whether it's a guy who might pitch the seventh inning, whether it's the closer, something like that, make sure that those guys are going to be available. And if they're available, that they're going to be as sharp as possible. It's a very, very underrated thing to take a look at. I know a lot of people bet first fives as a result, but you give up some line equity betting a first five instead of a full game. If you can handicap the bullpens and look at those situations, you can get some good value for late in the game. And also too, something else with bullpens, the Brewers, right? Devin Williams, Josh Hader, they pitch a ton. Brad Boxberger pitched a ton last year. But those guys only pitch when they have the lead. So if you think that the Brewers are going to be trailing or they're trailing in the middle of a game, you can look to live bet against them or make a play against them Mm. because they're not going to use their best relievers. So they could end up losing by margin in those games. I also think uh, with the now extra inning rule being in full effect, unders are very dangerous. You could have a 2-2 game going to extra innings. It winds up being a 7-6 final. I think if you're going to lean towards an under, play the first five under because you're handicapping that game to go under largely due to the starting pitching versus the opposing lineups. So whether, you know, like I said, with tomorrow there's a game that's 11 with the Brewers and Cubs. I like the first five under a five and a half. Yeah, and one other thing I think it's really important to keep an eye on is last year, was the first season in, I want to say, 15 years or so where the strikeout percentage actually went down. Mm. And the reason why it went down is because of the crackdown on foreign substances. Yes. And it wasn't just starters that that hurt. It also hurt relievers. Yeah, we know it hurt you, Darvish, and Garrett Cole, and you know, some of those really prominent guys, but it also hurt the relievers too. And balls in play become a very bad thing in the late innings. So I really want to see what happens with spin rates. Is the league cracking down on foreign substances? Do some guys, you know, have some data that shows that they're using something? Those are things I'll be watching very, very closely here early on in the year. I'll mention them in the daily article over at beaston.com and also mention them on the run line, which I'll be doing from 8 to 10 Eastern on Sunday nights with Ben Wilson. Love it. And also Universal DH. So National League pitchers don't get a break anymore. Adam, appreciate the time, all the work you did on the baseball preview. Happy New Year, my friend. Enjoy opening day and go Guardians, I guess. <laughs> Good night, Scott. <laughs> there he is, Adam Burke. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Make sure 
that you take a look at the baseball betting previews up on vcin.com. And if you're not a subscriber already, what are you waiting for? You got to get those subscriber daily emails sent to your inbox. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin. If you... If you... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.